it's our duties. Hi there, this is Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. Joining me in studio is a dear friend, Gary Freimeyer, who's the president of the USS Vermont Support Group. And a little later on, we're having a call in from Captain Albert Perry, uh, who is a retired captain and a retired uh, state representative. That's where I met Al, who's going to talk about an amazing thing that happened. He doesn't want to brag about it, but we're going to, Gary. His son has um, just been promoted to this amazing position, which Al will talk about. And we, and he's a Vermonter, and we should be darn proud. He has sufficient rank that every other family member needs to salute him now. Yeah. <laughs> even even Dad, right? <laughs> exactly. Anyway, Gary, um, he's been on my show. I am uh, on on the uh, USS Vermont Support Group. Um, and could you, and so you may have heard Gary talk about this. He just told me a story that he ran into somebody on the golf course, was it, who recognized his voice and said, hey, you talk about the USS Vermont Support Group. So they're listening. Um, anyway, could you talk about the submarine itself first, and then we can get into the, the group discussion? Okay. Well, sure. The, the USS Vermont uh, SSN 792, it's a Virginia-class fast attack sub usually with about 135 sailors on board. Uh, she's 377 feet long, 34 feet wide. She uh, displaces 7,835 tons of water. Oh, Her, uh, she can go faster than 25 knots, which is about 28 or 29 miles per hour. Wow. And uh, her depth capability is greater than 800 feet. Now, granted, it's no doubt far in excess of that, but that's what's published. So uh, she's normally fitted up with uh, as much as as many as twelve Tomahawk missile tubes, and she has uh, four torpedo tubes. So she's uh, she's lethal, and she does as good a work in deep water as she does in the littorals. And if you want to feel like an ant, we went to was it the christening? No, it was the commissioning. The commissioning. Sorry, I always mix those two up. We went to the commissioning and stood next to that. Uh, thing. It was huge. It was huge, and you felt like a little bitty person. It's enormous, that thing, uh, when, that when, sub. When I first saw it at the christening, it was I walked around the corner of a, a manufacturing building at Electric Boat and looked up, and I saw it on these trestles. And oh, my like, God. It, it was, was out of the water? Shocking. Yeah. I can't imagine. It was amazing to see. I can't imagine. It's just it's so impressive. And I've talked about this a million times when we went to um, the commissioning. The sailors were standing off off site off behind where the where the guests were seated and um the sponsor of the ship gloria valdez um uh, called them to attention and asked them to come bring the ship alive and 135 sailors ran through the crowd onto the boat and stood at attention and i was in tears i went with a friend of mine um and he was staring at me like what are you i was just you know, God love country mom apple pie. You know, what's wrong it was with a, that? A moving experience oh, for sure. I, it was amazing. So tell us about the, the USS Vermont Support Group. Well, we're uh, the, the USS Vermont Support Group, or, or VSG, we're called. It's kind of an all volunteer charity, and we're dedicated to the support of our namesake sub sailors and their families for the life of the boat. Uh, right now, we're just over 100 members, and uh, most of them signed up uh, mostly to keep abreast of the USS Vermont and our support projects and programs. 
But uh, we do welcome all Vermonters to come on board with the VSG and, and help us keep the connections between Vermonters and USS Vermont strong. Especially businesses, because um, we do tap them every once in a while for gifts, um, for the what are they call the sunshine bags for uh, the... Yeah, they're, they're, uh, we have partnerships with the Vermont Maple Sugar Makers Association and Vermont Specialty Foods Associations. And from time to time, we reach out to, uh, to pick up some goodies for the sailors to right. put in uh, something we call sunshine bags. There was a story once about some maple syrup making it down to Brazil. Was that? Uh... <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a call from Captain Phillips at the time, uh, who was the CEO of the Vermont, uh, to for, to get some ideas of Vermont type gifts that might be appropriate for a. Uh, all he could say at that point in time was a diplomatic port call. And we found out uh, we we got some maple, some glass maple uh, sugar. Uh, Decanters. Yes, they're beautiful. Farms. Yep. And uh, got them down to the captain. And uh, by the time they got down to Brazil, they'd traveled over 5,000 miles and <laughs> gone across the equator. There you go. Which is probably the most uh, unusual delivery Burr Morse has ever had of his syrup. <laughs> but uh, they were presented to the president of Brazil, Bolsonaro. Nice. Uh, and several of the admirals of his navy. Awesome. That is just awesome. So, um, Gary, every quarter puts out this amazing newsletter. The, the pictures alone are worth, they're, they're fabulous. And the quality of the newsletter, I don't know how you do all that. But anyway, there is a way to sign up to get this because when it's the time for the newsletter, I ask Gary to come on the show. And, um, I think you're going to be the, the guy with the most visits to the show award that the <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I enjoy talking about uh, these men um, on, and maybe soon women. Well, Isn't that the, the scuttlebutt? The, the USS New Jersey will be the first integrated really? uh, Virginia-class boat, and that gets commissioned in April, I believe, of this year. Excellent. Since I'm from New Jersey, I find that excellent. Well, the, the nuclear subs are already integrated, yeah. the, the uh, Ohio-class. Oh. But uh, these will be, that's new this, for Virginia-class. Excellent. Good for them. Well, and I have to say, um, the, one of the reasons I particularly love being on this group is my dad uh, was in the Navy, and he taught submarine school, um, and... Um, I keep looking for his books. I have found one because I have a feeling that the books that he was using are a little different than the books these guys are using these days. But it's sort of close to home that that my dad was a teacher and uh, taught submarine school. Back in the diesel days, no doubt. Yeah. So some of the nuclear things <laughs> this, would probably yeah, be This was different. 1941 <laughs> and two back then, so uh, things are a little different now. That I'm sure they at least maybe go faster. Um, but so, and also, we don't talk much about the uh, FRG. Could you talk about that? Because shame on me, I, I very rarely talk about it, and they are an important part of what everybody does to support the. Yeah, they the basically, you, and one of the things that the Secretary of the Navy said at the commissioning of the U.S. or at the, mm-hmm. the ceremonial commissioning, he talked about the importance of uh, keeping the families supported, you know, when the sailors go on deployments, which right. can be three, four, five, six months. And uh, so we work closely with the FRG board to ensure that a lot of the traditions that we put in place continue in support of uh, the crew and families. But they're the folks who put sunshine bags together for all the newly assigned USS Vermont sailors. You know, you know I mentioned that before, but a sunshine bag, uh, the VSG provides the canvas bags. And working with some of the partners I mentioned, we include a pint of maple syrup in each one, a Vermont Strong license plate, darn tough <laughs> socks, 
and uh, Taste of Vermont, and it's basically to introduce the new sailors to the state, Great. Uh, their namesake state, and, uh, and basically for their namesake state to show the appreciation for their service. Yeah, we should talk about on the submarine itself, and I must say, I was I would have been able to take a tour of the submarine if I hadn't looked down the hole where the ladder is, and I went, nope, never mind. <laughs> Um, I did not go, but, but when we were um, out in Groton, a, lo- a lot of folks t- took a tour. They had the Vermont Day. And down in the sub, there's a lot of rooms, the mess hall. Everything is is focused on Vermont. Yeah, the, the uh, all of the berthing spaces are named for Vermont ski resorts. There you go. Um, some amusing stories go along with that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> not on air. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, it, also, they have uh, in the in the uh, wardroom where the officers eat. Uh, they have uh, they have a handcraft or hand carved replica of the USS Vermont that mm. was done done by the same gentleman who performed the who built the new uh, top of the state house. Oh, nice uh, series. There's there's uh, there's a number of things in there. They have snowshoes and skis on the on the side of the, of the panels and uh, where the sailors take their meals. And the, it's called the Catamount Tavern. Uh, they ask us for posters to put on these right. unusual shaped cabinets. They're eight inches high and like two feet wide. Wow. And we're trying to figure out what the heck form factor posters Ah. Covered bridges. There you go. <laughs> so we have uh, we have about eight covered bridges listed on those cabinets right now. And again, is- once again, just to keep the sailors aware of the state in which they represent. Yeah. I remember when you presented them. I think it was the VFW in Montpelier um, that we presented them, uh, which was well received for sure. Absolutely, they loved it. That's great. Um, anyway, so where can people sign up to get the newsletter, Gary? Because this is this is important stuff, folks. Well, either uh, there's there's one e- email address that you can uh, send an email to, just indicate your interest, just uh, your name, where you're from, that sort of thing. But it's uh, the email address is ussvtvsg at gmail.com. Excellent. That's actually the same one you use to order merchandise and other yes, things. Which but, is uh, what we're going to talk about now, because there's a letter that Gary just put out. He found a treasure trove of stuff. <laughs> uh, and I just if you could talk a little bit, particularly the coins, I didn't realize there were so many. There's a chief coin, a christening commissioning coin, and a champy coin. I had no idea. I just have one. Well, the sailors, they, they, they absolutely love their challenge coins. And, you know, cha- the challenge coins is kind of an interesting topic in itself, but... But, uh, you know, the origin of them is kind of debatable. But in World War One and Two, they were kind of used as identity cards. And it, it was to verify the soldier wearing the uniform was one of us. I'm here with Gary Freimeyer, who's the president of the USS Vermont Support Group. And we're going to start talking about USS Vermont coins, challenge coins, because... There's a whole mystery about them. How you how you give it from to, from one person to another, and go well, ahead. Well, I'll finish the story from yeah. before. But uh, what, what happened with challenge coins eventually it became that when a group of soldiers were at a pub, <laughs> anyone who wasn't challenge, carrying the challenge coins had to buy a round of drinks for the rest Whoa, of the Whoa, that could be expensive. But for the USS Vermont, like I said, the, the sailors love their coins, and they started out with the. Uh, you know, the first coin was ship's first coin. It's kind of got a little bit of Ben and Jerry's flavor on the backside of it. And uh, from there, they, they came up with the, 
the christening coin, which is a maple syrup jug with Gloria Valdez's initials on oh, it. Oh, nice. And then the commissioning coin came out, and that was more like the ship's crest with some Vermont, uh, the Vermont State Seal and such on the back. But the most recent one is pretty cool. They call it the Champy coin. And basically, it's, uh, it's a coin designed after our mythical sea monster. In mythical, my foot. Our, 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 our real. <laughs> our, <laughs> our real. So it's named after Champ. And, uh, of course, they've stylized it to be a little more vicious than our Champ. But, uh, yeah, it's, good uh, guy. That's what you would expect from a young guy. I've seen him at baseball games. He's real. I've seen him. <laughs> I love those, the Bascots Champ. And I used to love, um, the Mountaineer. Who's now at Thunder Road? I forget his name. Oh my God, I loved him. But maybe Brent knows. Are you writing down his name? Brent thinks going to come to save me. Oh, bump! Oh my gosh, right? And they called him Speed Bump at at Thunder Road <laughs> and Bump at the Mountaineer game. Shame on me, because I knew the people that were in the in the outfit, and so they would, you know, kind of dump all over me when I was in the. And the Vermont Lake Monsters actually got a relationship going with the USS Vermont guys. So oh, they, they had an awesome. opportunity to not only see games when they were here, but right. when they went and played at two different locations in Connecticut, the USS Vermont guys were were invited over uh, to watch. Oh, those I games love as well. it. Oh, that, I love it. Besides, Those are the kind of connections that are yeah, most important. You watch them long enough, they look real after a while. I don't know what that <laughs> means, but probably those challenge coins. <laughs> I lost the bet, had a, had a buy every bed drink. So anyway, there's, these coins are available, and there's also the USS Vermont ball cap. Yeah, and we finally a got lot a of them. supply of them in. So uh, the only ones we have left are large, extra large, which is pretty much standard size. Yeah. But uh, on the website, ussvermont.org, Gotta order me you, one. you can see everything that we have in stock. And uh, it's been a bit of a challenge with the boat now more uh, active than it right. was previously to stay in touch with them and keep the supply up. But yeah. uh, we do what we can. Well, and we didn't mention where the boat is uh, at this moment in time. Uh, it's in Pearl Harbor, and Gary was there when it arrived in Pearl Harbor, and maybe you could, I know we've talked about this before, but just kind of remind people how I would have been in tears there, too. <laughs> I would. Well, it was, uh, it was an emotional reunion because it was a long time between when the families moved to Pearl Harbor and when the boat actually got there. Ah. So uh, as it came in, it had a 30-foot lay of green and white uh, flowers on it for, uh, you know, to, that's a ceremonial thing in Pearl Harbor. Yeah. But uh, as the sailors came off, they uh, they all got lays that uh, VSG provided. And uh, the, to watch them come across the a red carpet and, and hug and kiss their families and pick up their kids, oh. sometimes the first time in a year or, or, or nine months or six months. But it was very emotional. The, the arrival was uh, way overdue. Yeah. So when they got there, it was really special for everybody involved. That's great. I watch on, on my uh, uh, Facebook page where the soldiers come home after so many years and they play that song, I'm Coming Home. And I'm crying, looking at my cell phone and my husband's like, watching the sailors come and soldiers coming home again. It just It just gets to me. And that's why we recruited Pat to be a member of our team. <laughs> they put me out there because I cry all the time. Um, but I, um, it's wonderful. And the Lays, are there more of those um, available? Yeah, we okay. still have uh, some of those Lays left over. I gave they're, mine to they're advertised. You can see a picture of them on the Good. website. Uh, we were smart enough not to get flower Lays, which we figured could, would last a, three or four days. Exactly. And these are made out of uh, kukui nuts and shells. And, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll and the kukui forever. nut, I did a little research, um, it means a lot to the Hawaiian people. There's a, a lot of history around the kukui nuts. Uh, we have Robert from Montpelier on the phone, Gary. So, Robert, you're on the air. Go ahead. 
Yes, this is Dennis, and and uh, I was wondering if we could put that submarine to use by delivering my mail in Montpelier. <laughs> Sorry, that was probably too loud for the producer. <laughs> you know, I, I don't guess. do that. <laughs> Actually, there was a submarine called NR1 that had tracks on the bottom and could have. Uh, really? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool going down State Street? Well, it, it worked on the seafloor to recover things yeah. that uh, our adversaries <laughs> didn't really know we could. Ah, <laughs> well, I heard that there. There was a, um, a press conference or something about the post office. I'm hoping there's been some people out that, there wanting it. To- as, yeah, that's as far as it's got. We get one week delivery, once a week. Get out. My, uh, my medical devices are held up. Uh, we've got some checks coming that are held uh, up. I think we'll have to do a show on that. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. you should, because we're not getting anywhere. Right. You know? I have to find okay. out who I should just, talk to. Just, anyway, thank you for the call. I can't imagine that. I don't think it could go down State Street. It would hit a few wires for sure, at the very least, if not buildings. But anyway, thank you for the... A, it was just a tongue-in-cheek. I know. I understand. Thank you. I'm sorry I laughed so loud. Poor Brent. His, his ears probably are recovering. <laughs> I do that on occasion. Um, anyway, so um, let's get back to the newsletter. Uh, you were talking about, and there are some wonderful pictures about the homecoming in Pearl Harbor. Now, a, a lot of families still are back here in Groton or somewhere, wherever they're... Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. Most oh. of them are in Pearl Harbor. Oh, now. Good. They did a permanent change of station, but uh, there are some families still in what they call CONUS, continental United States. Ah, so okay. they'll, those were mostly sailors that were going to be transferring off the Vermont. Uh, so it didn't make sense for them to relocate and, uh, and have to relocate yeah. a second time. I know originally, oh, there's Mike from Williston is on the phone. Mike, you're on the air with Gary. Go ahead. Hi, uh, Gary. Mike Dubicom from Williston. Uh, <gasps> thanks for what you do with the support group. Um, I just wanted to make a comment that when we visited the, the boat down in New Grand, Connecticut, I, I coun't be more impressed with the professionalism of the sailors. Yep. And, you know, being a lifelong Vermonter, the other thing that impressed me or really hit home was as we were walking through the corridors after we came down the sail, to the left and the right were the bunk rooms, and there was the Pico room and the Killington room and the Smuggler's Notch, you know, bunk room, and there's the (laughs) the Okemo room, and it made me smile and think, I'm so proud to be a Vermonter, but I'm also so proud to have a boat named after the USS Vermont with professional sailors. And, and Mike, it's amazing what they get out of 22-year-old guys, but uh, I'd like to thank you directly because your story about your meeting in Pearl Harbor with Admiral Paparo, I've had an awful lot of fun with that. Oh, is that something we can tell on the air, Mike? Well, Uh, I think uh, he could probably tell it best. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just happened to be uh, maybe a week after I visited the USS Vermont. I was at a military conference at at, uh, at Pearl, next to Pearl Harbor, a place called Camp Smith, and I got to talk with the commander of the PAC fleet, and I told him about the visit and how proud I was. And he was he he said to everyone in the crowd, "Listen to what General Doobie is saying. You know, he is saying firsthand account of how impressed he was with the professionalism of the sailors. Wow! And so the commander of the PAC fleet wanted me to kind of Say my impressions uh, as as a layman because you know my military service was not in the naval service. <laughs> 
Well, that's great. We need to thank you for your service, Mike. Absolutely. Um, what you've done here in Vermont and for the garden, and, and um, we thank you very much. Are you still at Revision? Uh, I still uh, do a little bit of work with Revision. I also do a little work with Beta Technologies at ah. the airport. And, um, you know, that's another company that it's changing the world. And we're and it, we're seeing it right here in our hometown of Burlington, Vermont. That's great. And you know, I was proud of Revision when when we set up the made the space protection glasses for the astronauts in Essex, and we watched it go to the space station. I was so proud of another Vermont little Vermont company, Revision. Yep. We were making a difference on you know in the on the space station and and. Beta has the same feel about it. That's it's, great. I had I had an opportunity to talk to the folks at Revision uh, the, when the USS Vermont was in Groton. It did a tour and they had an experiment with uh, yellow and blue uh, glasses. Oh. And the, the idea was uh, the blue when they woke up would bring them to you know awareness and be sharper quicker. And the other ones were kind of geared right before huh. bed to help them. Wow. So I, I told Revision about that project, but uh, I guess we didn't connect. It was still well, I remember you were on, I don't know whether it's the radio or my TV show, Mike. You and I talked about Revision so, a little while ago. Maybe you should get another email from me. We'll have you, <laughs> have you come back on the air. Thank you, Mike, for calling in. That was Thanks. great stories. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. Thanks. Thanks. Gary. Bye. Thank you. Oh, okay. Cool. So, um, well, that was great, Mike Doobie. Goodness. Nice segue. Oh, wonderful guy. Wonderful family, for heaven's sake. Speaking of the Perry family and the Doobie family, we could do a, a whole show on uh, <laughs> on military families. So that's really cool. And service, people in service. Um, Gary mentioned um, well, they're obviously in Pearl Harbor, the boat right now. Initially, there were two sailors, if I remember correctly, on the USS Vermont that were from Vermont, one of whom was one of the Kitchell right. the Kitchell nephews or, or Ian Blackmore yeah Ian Blackmore that's right I forget his uh, Aunt Kitty Toll and uh, Aunt um, chair, of the, chair of the chair of the oh my god I can't say it. I know I can't even don't even <laughs> it's an age thing we're, we're having a mental breakdown here anyway um, Gary wanted to talk a little bit about uh, about that homecoming in Pearl Harbor yeah when, when, uh, when we kind of characterized it I, I think the best thing to do is uh, both on the website and on the Facebook page is a really great two-minute video that really touches on most of the activities from the arrival including the Hawaiian dancers that were placing the lays around our sailors necks and a little bit about uh, the barbecue that was held there for them that was you know it was a very special ceremony and uh, for two minutes it's worth every everything right. with a lot of Vermont products on those barbecues right absolutely from, yeah from all the way from the Northeast Kingdom down to the southern part of Vermont. Exactly. Good for us. Um, we love our sailors. That's great. And they've, of course, before they were reassigned over to Pearl Harbor, we we threw a lot of events here for them at the State House, barbecues, mountaineer games, um, dinners at the VFW. It was, uh, it was really cool hanging out with them. Yeah. And yeah. now we've had a change of command. Uh, maybe you could talk about the former group that we all got to know and the new group whom I have not met yet. That was uh, it was July last year, and we had the change of command ceremony, and we lost Captain Phillips, who's now at the Pentagon, working on a joint forces task. But uh, Commander Michael Lilleberg is the commanding officer. Uh, Lieutenant Commander Brian Sullivan is the executive officer. 
And chief of the boat is Master Chief Alexandrum, who's actually been with the Vermont the longest right. of the triad. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're, we're anticipating that uh, both uh, Alex and uh, Mike, uh, they both signed on to extend their tours to make sure they're part of the USS Vermont's first formal deployment. Right. So I'm right. anticipating there may be another change of command late this year. Oh, really? Hmm. I want to meet this command group. We we get a chance to meet them, and um, uh, they have com- what they call command briefings, which I don't. I haven't since I've been on the the group. I don't think I've missed one because I find it fascinating. And they even let you ask questions, which God forbid I should keep quiet, but I always have a question to ask. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit about the command briefings, Gary, which fascinating. Well, basically, they're an opportunity for the the, the triad, which we call the three positions we just discussed, but we, the triad shares what they're able to share about what they've been doing. And uh, it, it's going to be more and more difficult going forward as they, they get into real deployments and they're doing things that uh, you know, we'll never know about. Right. But I'll just mention one thing, that they've, they're on their third iteration of, uh, they're doing a submarine command course. So they take prospective COs out and they put them in the most difficult situations you can Ooh. imagine and give them an opportunity to manage the boat, if you will, through these difficult situations. And what I learned that was interesting was uh, there's about a 60% success rate, and if you fail the command course, you're no longer on a submarine. Whoa. You're off submarine duty and on to surface duty. Yeah. I think it's important to note, too, that every one of those sailors volunteered. They don't assign you because they assigned me in those close quarters. They'd be escorting me off the ship pretty quick. <laughs> so you have to be of a certain mindset. Uh, and obviously, um, you really need to, they train, what did he say, eight hours a day? We thought it was six. And he goes, no, no, no. Uh, that was one of my questions on the uh, command briefings. And they, eight hours every day, they are training. Because not only do they need to know their job, but they need to know the jobs of each of the guys beside them oh, in the sure. event that there's a, a loss of any capability. Right, exactly. Well said. That's and One other person that I wanted to talk about um, was Gloria Valdez, who is the ship sponsor. Every ship has a sponsor. And Gloria Valdez, we are fortunate enough to have her be the, the sponsor of the USS Vermont. She attended our last uh, monthly meeting. Um, and so she's very involved in her background. She's a civilian, but she was Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Navy within the Office of the Assistant Secretary of the Navy for Research, Development, and Acquisition. Uh, the, uh, she was awarded several accommodations over her um, career, and she is she served 32 years um, in the Navy as a civilian and what can you say? She's fabulous. She's, uh, you know, we're, we're very fortunate to have Gloria. She has extensive knowledge of the Virginia class program, and she can have conversations with uh, the sailors and the officers <laughs> that, you know, we can't. Right. So she's, uh, most sponsors are political or naval dignitaries, wives or daughters. But uh, we got a gem with Gloria. She's yeah. been active supporting uh, our AUKUS program between U.S., U.K., and Australia. 
So she's kind of been working with the Australians to prepare them to support their own Virginia-class subs in the future. Oh, nice. Well, maybe I should have her come on and talk about that. That's really cool. Um, she's an amazing woman and very articulate, very smart, very an, an incredible presence, I think, is a very strong woman. I like her. Yeah, I, I, I was initially impressed that, you know, think about uh, the, the 32 years that she was in supporting the Navy. Yep. A Latin American woman. Right. And what she went through. You know, I did ask her at one point in time how, how difficult it was. And she said there were like there were goods and bads associated with it, right. but uh, she said she worked through them all, and I think it just steeled her a little bit better for her higher. Well, level she position. carries it well, that's for sure. Um, anyway, um, the one other thing that's um, is covered in the news that I believe is is an, an event that we had that I covered here on the radio station. It's called Wreaths Across America, and it's a uh, uh, it's a way that people will. Uh, to honor veterans who have given the ultimate sacrifice um, and where wreaths are placed on every Vermont um, veteran who has passed away and is in uh, Randolph. And there there are several other veterans around in other cemeteries as well. And this was the first year, and I hope Susan Sweetser is listening. Maybe she could um, tell me if I'm right, that we, that we, that they exceeded, they had a, a wreath for every single a grave site, which is remarkable. And when I brought this to the USS uh, Vermont support group there, within two seconds, they were on the phone and we gave a fairly sizable donation. So thank you to those who participated in that. That was, did you go to, the, I couldn't go to the service, sadly, but. Well, um, it was, uh, it was great. There were a couple of members that stepped up and said, you know, I, I love the sound of that. Right. And they both donated a significant amount. Yep. And uh, our, our treasurer and secretary, Wayne, uh, Pickett Pickett. picked up the uh, picked up the ball and uh, made the connections to make that happen and and donated some of his own money to to round it up to get to where we needed to go. That was great. I wanted to go so badly. Um, I carry one of those um, soldiers pictures with me at all times because um, we we had a few questions about the program. Unfortunately, Bob Burke, the director of Veterans Affairs for the state of Vermont, is uh, a member of our team as well. Yeah, and he was he was on the radio talking about that as well, along with Susan Sweetser, who led it for Vermont this year. But this was I was just so excited for them. This is the first year they exceeded their goal, and every single uh, gravesite was had a wreath, and that was that's a great story. Vermont's always been strong supporting the military. That's a great example. That is true. They have so um, what Gary and I after. Um, we're going to uh, have a few minutes before um, Al uh, Perry calls. Um, and we were trying to figure out there is a number floating around, and I cannot. It's a hundred and something years of service that the that the Perry family has given to the Navy. I mean, it's some staggering 160, uh, who knows? Well, the last number I remember was 160 years. Really? But again, we don't know how many years ago that was. Well, and now Al's granddaughter is, is um, in, the academy. In, in the academy. And um, obviously his son, who we're going to be talking about, will be staying, was a career, a career um, sailor. And uh, just an amazing family. And Douglas Perry's daughter, who's in the academy right now, during the ceremony that Al will share with us, yeah. the, the uh, Secretary of the Navy asked her in the ceremony, you know, well, what, what branch of, of service are you going into oh, wow. after the academy? She said. And he jokingly said, you know, you better be right. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't recall what she said. But oh, it might have been well, submarines. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about, have Al talk about the, the uh, I'd be crying there too, Gary. 
I cry a lot, but there you go. Um, anyway, joining us on the phone is retired Navy Captain Al Perry, who was also a Vermont representative uh, serving with me at the time. That's how I got to meet Al. Al, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you. Good to, good to the, hear your voice. Me and Gary are right here. Um, we also got a call from Mike Doobie. I don't know if you were listening. Wasn't that cool? Speaking of uh, service. Um, a call from who? Uh, from Mike Doobie, um, who uh, had a wonderful story to tell about meeting the sailors from the USS Vermont and how impressed he was with their professionalism and all-around good guys, that's for sure. Anyway, so say hello. Say hello, Gary. Hey, good, good morning, Al. <laughs> good morning. So, um Al, we asked him to join the show because we were talking about uh, Vermont and uh, uh, service. And Al's son, Vice Admiral Douglas Perry, who recently assumed command of the Joint Force Command in Norfolk and the USS Second Fleet, um, which I had to all look up what that meant. It was staggering. And I was going to ask Al to um, to talk about uh, how his family, uh, we were trying to come up with the number of years, Al. I don't know if you know how many years collectively your family has given in service to the Navy, um, but we certainly thank you for that. Do you know what that number is these days? Well, it's a little over 160 years. Oh, Al, God bless you. That's just that's just amazing. Uh, and now, so let's talk about uh, your son Douglas and his Navy career, and um, about the command ceremony itself. I mean, how did this all come about, Gary? You were there, were you not? Or not? No. Oh, you weren't. No. Okay. It just Al, you were there with your wife Marcia, I'm assuming. And could you tell us about your son and this amazing career move? I'll try to do it in a few minutes. Uh, Douglas uh, joined the Navy uh, at the Naval Academy in, in 1989 as a midshipman. <clears throat> and he, after uh, after graduation and sub-school and nuke school, he served on the USS Pittsburgh, a nuclear attack submarine. And while there, Pittsburgh was deployed in support of the U.S. mission in the first Gulf War, and he carried the Tomahawk missile and huh. used the Tomahawk missile in attacks against Iraq during that uh, uh, mission. Uh, he uh, became a Navy diver, and his next assignment uh, afloat was uh, on the uh, research submarine NR-1. This is a deep submersible uh submarine doing research uh, in the Atlantic and the Arctic and in the Mediterranean. Wow. And uh, they had the ability and the, their mission was going to the sea bottom and exploring what was there. Uh, his next float assignment was uh, XO of USS Maine, an SSBN operating out of uh, uh, Georgia, and then uh, he went to Subpac, stayed in the Pacific Theater, operating uh, in and out of Pearl Harbor uh, on Subpac staff, uh, and then was uh, CEO of the USS Pasadena, 
Wow. Uh, homeported in, in Hawaii. Uh, after uh, those uh, afloat tours and command, he naturally had to pay his dues in Washington on two or three different shore assignments, but those were broken up by uh, command of the uh, development squadron in the Pacific Northwest, uh, Com Sub Ron 5, as a captain, and then as a rear admiral, commander of submarine group 1, which is uh, the uh, SSBN and SSGN uh, uh, commands operating mm -hmm. in the Pacific. Uh, his last previous assignment was uh, on the CNO staff as the director of uh, a submarine uh, uh, portion of CNO's responsibility. And uh, then he was on hold uh, after being selected for Vice Admiral, he was on hold for about 10 months because of the uh, uh, Senator Tuberville's hold on all promotions. Ah, right. Uh, that, uh, that, uh, uh, that opposition or hold uh, evaporated uh, in December, and, and he was uh, promoted. And I want to say that uh, his... Uh, Naval experience uh, and, and success, if you want to call it that, uh, is not just due to Doug, it's due to the uh, support that he has enjoyed throughout his uh, uh, career from his wife and, and uh, children. Uh, in Groton, uh, was he not, Al? He was part of that ceremony for the USS Vermont. He was indeed. He was uh, he was a he was a guest speaker uh, along with the Secretary of the Navy. Right, which was great. So now you were at the command ceremony, which was held on the USS Harry S. Truman. We all know that name for sure. I hope. Um, could you tell us a little bit about the ceremony itself? Um, we've got uh, a few minutes here to talk about this. It's so exciting. Yeah, I'm glad to. I, I was very proud to be able to visit uh, Truman. It's a magnificent ship. It just came out of overhaul. It's 25 years in service, but it looked brand new. The, the crew was most professional and hospitable. Uh, they, we saw through two ways. We saw them going out their regular business. And also the few, the, the relative few out of 3,000 in the crew, the relative few, uh, maybe 100 or so, that were uh, directly supporting the, uh, uh, the change of command ceremony. Very hospitable, made you proud uh, to be an American just to see that ship and to be able to be on it and to... Uh, <clears throat> And to visit a very small compartment with a lot of uh, Harry S. Truman memorabilia, the whole thing, just amazing. The ceremony was on the hangar bay, one of the four hangar bays. Uh, uh, and uh, I wish I could show you a picture because uh, it was, well, it was the size of uh, a large basketball arena or something like that. 
and just just amazing. Uh, a great, a great honor to be there. The promotion ceremony was in the captain's cabin, uh, and that was three decks above the hangar deck. And then the ceremony, uh, change of command, was on the hangar deck. That's great. Gary, you want to jump in and ask Al a question? Well, I just, uh, you know, Al, one of the things I think people would love to hear is uh, just an idea of the, the dignitaries that were part of this ceremony in support of uh, the change of command. I didn't hear that. I'm uh, just uh, asking you to tell us, uh, share with us who the dignitaries were that were part of the change of command. Oh, well, uh, the, the commander fleet forces, full uh, admiral, uh, the U.S. Admiral, uh, the uh, Secretary of the Navy, uh, whom uh, I think some of us know uh, uh, has uh, honored USS Vermont in the past. Yep. And uh, <coughs> then the uh, Commanding General, USS uh, Supreme Allied, uh, the Supreme Allied Commander of Europe, a very impressive uh, Army General, the U.S. Army General. They each spoke, and they each spoke, uh, I, I would say, very uh, seriously about the purpose of being there and also the purpose of NATO and uh, the United States role in sense. And, and you had mentioned how many NATO countries were represented in this ceremony. I didn't count them, but one way or another, all 30-plus countries wow. were represented. And there were probably 15 or 20 flag officers from the... They were flag officers from 15 or 20 of the nations present and participating. So, Al, will Douglas be stationed in Norfolk now? Is that where he will be stationed? Well, station is, is probably the wrong word. His command, command headquarters. Okay. Will be Sorry. A, a store in, in Norfolk. Excellent. Both in NATO command and for the U.S. command. Well, uh, he, will, he will exercise that command at sea uh, on on a ship, ah. an aircraft carrier or a cruiser, uh, depending upon the time and the circumstances. But his home home port, so to speak. Interesting, will be Norfolk. I didn't realize that. That so he'll be gone, um, doing his thing. Oh, I hear music, Al. I thank you so much. Thank you to you and your entire family for your service. We're very both proud of his service, our service, and uh, Vermont's role. Thank you. Well, we're proud of you all, too. Thank you very much, Al Perry. Thank you, Gary Freimeyer. We'll be seeing each other soon again. And uh, thank you all for listening. Any questions, just let us know. We'll be glad to answer and keep you involved in the whereabouts of the USS Vermont. <laughs>